All right, all right, here we are yet again with another episode of English and Coffee. It's your wonderful host, Demion, and today I'm sitting at uh, Boyd Lee Park. Decided to switch things up. Sitting here with the cold coffee, although it's not really cold, it's not even warm. It's kind of in the middle. reason I got it is because it was only a dollar for 24 ounces of it. Decided to put no ice in it just to save room for the coffee, so I have 24 ounces of straight coffee. Now, like I said, it's not the best coffee because it's 24 ounces of Arabic coffee and Colombian coffee mixed. So straight coffee. This is gas station coffee. So there was no, you know, macadamia and mocha and white chocolate. So I had to add my own flavorings to it. So I put about 12 packs, 12 packs of sugar, three hazelnuts, maybe four hazelnuts in there, mixed it up, you know, just trying to, those are those little hazelnut creamers. Just try to give it a little bit of flavor, take some of the edge off, take some of that bitter taste off. But either way, it is serving its purpose. Kind of wanted to talk about a topic today, so I figured I would need a decent amount of coffee uh, just to get 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 through it. Um, not that it's any chore, but just to get through it with enough energy, the kind of energy I like to have, being that this is English and coffee. So I wanted to get a decent cup. So I would say for you... Coming in, a uh, 16-ounce cup isn't going to do it. You might want to grab a big boy for this one. I've got a big boy. I can feel the caffeine coursing. I've got a good good topic for us to bite into. A Danish would be even better to bite into along with this. So if you have anything like that, I'd say go ahead and set yourself up a nice spread. Take back, take your shoes off. If you're a lady, let down your hair. If you're a guy... Unloosen the tie. Go ahead and knock off the top three buttons because this this is going to be a, a good one. It's going to be a lot of information, a lot of just pondering. Uh, we're going to look at some abstract ideas, uh, science, and evolution of man. So let's take another sip. I'm sipping from a straw. That's how big this cup is. Sipping from a straw here. All right, let's get into it. So before we get all the way into it, I want to ask, did you have a, um, a good 4th of, uh, not good 4th, but a good uh, April Fool's Day? You know, April Fool's Day is one of those days where people get played, you know, a lot of tricks on them. You know, people play tricks on everybody. People are always joking, pranks, April Fool's, April Fool's. You used to hear it a lot in school, but not so much in the adult world, you know, in the business world. Unless you got some pranksters or something like that that want to take the staples out of your stapler or maybe take a wheel off of your chair, something like that. But typically, adults don't prank as much. Those that have fully grown up, I mean, you still still do have some childlike adults, you know, that do childish things. But typically, you're going to find this amongst the youngsters. You're talking 18 and down. Maybe a guy will play a prank on his girlfriend. Maybe a girlfriend will play a prank on her boyfriend. But nothing too serious as to where people get hurt. But when you're a child, you know, people really don't, care about the consequences they don't think about it they're just like oh it's funny everybody's gonna laugh sometimes it's funny sometimes it's not but like I said today what I wanted to get into was evolution I was watching something on YouTube the other day and they were talking about evolution of man in a thousand years right now we've evolved of course you know you got the whole caveman theory from the from the monkeys to the caveman to the you know building the first fire to the stone wheel and all this little progression that they show. 
Now, like I said, we know I'm not a scientist, nor am I a historian on mankind. I can only speak from my own experience. So this is just us opening a bigger idea, looking at the bigger picture with our coffee as we delve deeper into the world of English. I told you you're going to need a cup for this one. It's going to get a little wordy. Going to get a little wordy. Might, might get, a little, get a little weedy for you. So like I said, relax, stay calm. We're going to delve into it. So the evolution of man. So to look at where we may go, we got to look at where we've come from. Now, I'm going to take it from the standpoint of things that I know about, read about, and have experienced myself. So I've been on here for at least four decades on this earth. So yes, if you didn't know my age, now you know a roundabout figure as to where I am located on the age spectrum, right? So I'm a mature male, right? We have experienced the good and the bad, 40 years of living, well, 40 plus years, 40 plus years of living on this earth, and we have seen a lot. We've seen changes in the climate, the winters, some longer, springs shorter. We've seen the rains, we've seen the tidal floods, we've seen the hurricanes, the devastation that earthquakes can bring. We've seen changes in politics, we've seen war, we've seen struggle, we've seen pregnancy, food, gas, inflation, depression, we've experienced it all. And when I was working with people in the, uh, the mental health spectrum, I've seen how some of the changes in mental health care have changed, seen how some of the changes in medical health care have changed, insurance. So there's been a lot of things that have changed over the years, and there will be many more changes. I remember when I was growing up, we didn't even have a cell phone in the very beginning. Cell phones didn't come out till maybe I was about 16. That's when they were accessible to, you know, the average person. My first cell phone was a Motorola flip phone, flip phone, literally a block with a little piece that I would flip down and dial the number. I wasn't even texting. Texting wasn't even a thing. I didn't even start texting probably till like three, four years later when the phones started to have the little QWERTY keyboards and just become easier to manage. So here's the thing. As things evolve, things change. You got to look at the impact or the effect that the environment has on man, you know, man being humankind. You got to look at how the, the politics, the pregnancy, the space, the living quarters, you know, our population is overcrowding. We've got a lot of people on the earth, right? And they're all spread out. We're taking up real estate, taking up resources. The air is not as clean as it once was. The water is not as pure as it once was. The fish, the animals, a lot of animals aren't even here. A few animals have gone extinct while I've been here on this earth. Not due to my hand, but they've just gone extinct because there's no longer any uh, habitat for them. So, where might we go as we evolve? So, a thousand years, that's, I mean, that's, that's, that's a quantum leap into the future. Like a thousand years, we'll all be dead. Everybody listening to this podcast at this time of recording will be dead in a thousand years. But it'll be interesting to see that anybody listening to this podcast in a thousand years, if the world still exists, you know, they compare the notes. So this is to the future person listening. This is 2022, April, right? A spring day, right? We're just coming off of a little uh, East European conflict over there. Uh, we're dealing with hurricanes, uh, you know, across the world, earthquakes. A couple of things like that, nothing too crazy. 
We don't have any aliens coming down just yet. You know, we, we don't have big worms coming up out of the ground. You know, we're, we're still here. We still have our sanity. We're still pushing. We have, we've been to space to visit, you know, to explore, but we haven't set up colonies up there and open civilizations. All this may happen. People, I'm talking to you in the present now. All this may happen in the future. We don't know. We won't be here to see it. We have Tesla uh, at this point in time, which is probably the most innovative car as far as a car of the future. It's not flying. It doesn't fly. We have services like Uber. We have services like Lyft. This is our cutting edge technology. You know, Uber Eats and freaking uh, Grubhub. That's that's where we're at. We're, we're having food delivered to our houses. You don't have to go to McDonald's. I know McDonald's will be there in a thousand years. Um, you, you're having food delivered to your house. You can get it by ordering from an application on your phone, your handheld phone, a handheld device, right? Because the people in the future might be, you know, they might have a freaking chip in the back of their head, you know, where the phone's in, and they just think pizza, and then it shows up at their door, if they're even living in homes. Right now, we're living in brick brick homes, brick wood, you know, different, different materials. A uh, few people are living in huts still. few people are living on the street. Homelessness is still a thing. Drugs. Right now we have the pandemic of the opiates or the opioids. Uh, that's still a, uh, an issue for the world. We're, we're trying to deal with that. Now, grabbing, grabbing hold of where we're at present day. Evolving. Changes in the people. What's happening? Well, what changes have you noticed? When you look around. Right? Maybe you've been here 20 years. Maybe you've been here 30 years. Maybe you've been here longer than me. Height. They're anticipating that people will be taller in a thousand years. That's a possibility. Because they're talking about if we set up on space as the intentions, you know, Elon's pushing for it. Bezos is pushing for it. NASA's pushing for it. There's a couple other people that we have yet to learn about that are pushing for it. But these are the people that just have money. Like, they're not worried about paying rent. They're not worried about sending their kids to school. They've got money on top of money. They've built all the schools they want in Africa. They've, you know, opened all the new, um, what you call it, uh, foundations for every kind of illness in the world, right? They've done all this. They're bored with it. Now they're, they're looking at space, you know, that planet up there. I want to go and live, build a house on, you know, Mars, what, Jupiter, Uranus, Saturn. These are the planets that we know about at this time, right? thousand years thousand years you got to imagine a thousand years if you look back at what was it bc in ad so if we were bc then that means you had you know 500 bc so you know bc before christ right and i think ad after death right so you look at we're not even we've only been here 2022 years as far as people that, that we could recognize right you know, somebody was here in one, like year one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, right? Now, all the things that have impacted and affected and shaped who we are and where we're at today have been a lot of changes, you know, within the government, different structures, rules, slavery, you know, pyramids, all those types of things. I mean, those are the kind of things that, that people have had to deal with that we can read about, that we can understand. There were no dinosaurs walking around. You know, no Loch Ness Monster, regular fish in the ocean, and we're still finding species in the ocean. But where might we go? Where might man go? Look at how man is now. 
you do, when you look at, at the physical appearance of a man, right, you have some that have the pronounced forehead, right, where they have this heavy brow that looks like a caveman. You know, they just got this manly, caveman-esque look to them, you know, broad shoulders, strong, you know, like they could go out there and take on a lion, you know, with their bare hands. You know, they just have that look. Like, they're not even trying to do anything to look like that. That's just how they look. If you punch them in the head, you know, their forehead is just super thick with all that skull, you'd probably break your hand. So it's like they have their own armor. But when you look at how men pattern themselves, how they carry themselves, you're going to see that in the business world, the executive world, you know, where they're uh, just consumed with making money and dollars and computer software and programming, those men aren't muscular. They're slim men. You know, they're wearing their little, their little docker pants with their shoes. You know, maybe they have an alcohol problem, something like that. But they're just not, they're not built to last in the wilderness. They don't look like wilderness men. But you do have some people that just look like they could just knock trees down with their bare hands. You know, Paul, Paul Bunyan looking people. You know, Paul Bunyan from the, the fairy tale. You know, big guy with like two short legs and his huge chest and these huge arms. And he carries that axe, you know, and he just one swing and he knocks down 10 trees. I mean, you've got people out there that look like that. But for us to get to that point, I mean, there's a lot of work that most people have to do. You're going to spend like every day of your life in the gym to even think about looking like that. Now, taller, would we be taller? Possibly. I could see a reason why people would need to be taller. We would need to be taller if the oxygen was higher from the earth. Now, what do you mean higher from the earth? Let's just say the current atmosphere, where we get our oxygen. Look at the trees, right? I'm looking at some trees right now. I'm at the park. I'm sitting here in my car. Car is on the ground, right? Grass is on the ground. There are shrubs that are just about as tall as my car. Now, the trees, they don't start branching until maybe another two feet higher than that. And those are the low branches. And then they go up and up. Why are the trees growing up, right? They're growing up to the sun, but they need the nutrients, right? They're not growing down to the ground. They're coming up from the ground, branching out and blossoming at a certain height above the ground, right? I, I, I think there's got to be something with that, that they're reaching up, going that high to get the purest nutrients, to get the sun, all these things, you know, growing. You know, the animals and things like this are down here, but the trees, they're taller than everybody. There's got to be a reason. So, yeah, we may get a little taller. If the trees get taller, maybe we get a little taller to be able to soak up some of that, those nutrients or whatever that the trees are giving off. You know, you, you got to look at also how the, the structure of the, uh, the feet are, right? You have some people that are born with de deformed feet. You know, they may say, oh, this person has a club foot or this person has a cleft foot or they don't have any... Um, raise you know their ankles and different things are structured and we think right now it's a deformity but it may actually be a sign of evolution to come right maybe the club foot has no purpose in today's you know in today's world like we don't even have shoes like that but who knows in 500 years you probably wish you had a club foot because it might be the kind of ground that you have to walk on you know or you look at somebody who's got an extra arm or Siamese twins. I mean, any of these little anomalies, things that just kind of, you know, shake people, rattle people today, you know, 500 years, that might be the norm. You might wish you had another person growing out of your side because you could be over here multitasking. You'd have four arms instead of just two. What? You can carry two plates. You can work on 
two computers at the same time. You have two heads. I mean, you'd be a freaking a force to be reckoned with, right? But in today's society, in today's world, today's terms, today's constraints, it makes no sense. You're like, well, this person's got two heads, but it's actually two people joined in one body. So instead of having two complete individual people, you have one stem, two people growing off of it, right? Doesn't make sense in today's norm, but that could be the future norm, you know, because there are no mistakes. You look at uh, the birth rates, things like that. Girls having babies earlier. You look at these, like they say, the preemies, the premature. Somebody has a kid that's, you know, eight pounds when it comes out. Somebody else has a kid that's two pounds. Some of them, kids, eight ounces, right? Premature. Is it? Is it really premature? Is that baby really overweight, right? Or a kid born in the heart is outside of their body. I'm sure these the, you, you medical people out there probably heard of that. I don't know the technical term, but just kid born with the heart outside of the rib cage, right? Oh, that doesn't make sense now, but later it may, right? There's got to be some advantages in everything, you know, because we're not here just, you know, put together like a freaking uh, speaking spell or Mr. Potato Head. You can put your arm on top of somebody's head. No, it's a reason that things look how they look. Some people born with six fingers. Some people have six toes, right? And then males, we have nipples. Why? Why do we have nipples? You know, at one time, did we produce milk? Will we produce milk in the future? Look at the, the gender stuff that's happening. It's just changing along. You know, you've got people saying, oh, well, it's not just a male and a female. I mean, we've had hermaphrodites before, and we know that that exists in the animal community, where if it's overpopulated by males and some of the males start turning into to females and then other other uh, little species and things, you know, if it's too many females, some of them start turning into males, you know, and they do what they do. And then you have these little unisex things that just kind of uh, replicate uh, by themselves. You know, they just reproduce by themselves a one a one man show like. He's the sperm and the egg, needs nobody else. He could just multiply himself. Crazy, insane. You see this stuff happening in the animal kingdom all over. You know, we're talking from the, you know, the bigger, the bigger things, you know, to the little small microscopic things that you'd have to look in under a microscope to see, you know, one-celled organism and things like that. Like I said, I'm not a science, science professor, but these are things you have to consider. But let's go ahead and take a break here before we paddle on. So as I told you, this one is kind of going to be out there, right? We're, we're, we're in the raft. We're paddling. We're, we're gaining water. We're gaining headway. We're making progress as we explore evolution and what it may mean for mankind. Uh, I know it's nothing's jointed. It's kind of disjointed, but it's still just with that where are we going question, right? It's still with that trying to figure out where man could possibly go. So as I'm talking, I would like you to be thinking of just your own ideas. Where could man go? You know, the things and disadvantages that people have now, will they be advantages or disadvantages in the future? All this technology people are sitting here, you know, slaving over, you know, we need more chips, you know, for these cars and this nanotechnology and these little robots and things like that. Just imagine 
what happens when we have true cyborgs, right? You say, what's a cyborg? So that's half man, half machine, right? Or half woman, half machine. I'm just using man for mankind. So ladies out there, don't, don't assassinate, assassinate me. Don't shoot the messenger. I'm just using mankind, man, as just an example. But let's look. You have amputees, right? People coming back from the war or just somebody born missing a limb, right? Or you're in a car accident. You lose a leg. If you have the money, tomorrow you can have another leg, right? You lose a freaking limb, tomorrow you got a new one. You lose an arm, tomorrow you got a new one. And here's the thing with the prosthetics, the new limbs. Some of them are even better than the original. What do you mean better than the original? Look at it. You could have a freaking arm that could lift 500 pounds if that's what you wanted to wear for that day, right? You couldn't even lift 500 pounds on your best day if you used both your legs and both your arms and maybe even your back. You, you just couldn't do it. But you could get an artificial arm to do that. You know, you could, you could put your freaking credit card, right? Have a credit card machine scanner built into your prosthetic arm and wave it over, freaking make payments, take money, steal money, whatever, if somebody programs it right, right? So as we learn to live with technology, make these advances, and you start incorporating that into how we do things, you know, some people, they even have, I've seen it where they have a device that people who are like paralyzed, paraplegics, freaking, you can get in this little contraption, operate it with your hands, and you have freaking legs, right? So they can walk around the room, walk up and down stairs, with this machine. Of course it's expensive. Of course it's bulky. It's bulky because this is the early technologies. This is the early stages of it. But what if it was been refined over 200, 300 years, right? Now it's something you can put on and take off as easy as underwear, right? So you could see where the advantage would be. So if I could go up, this, so if I lost my legs, hopefully that never happens to anybody out there. If you've experienced something like that, I'm sorry. I know it sucks. But just imagine, just think in the future, three, 400 years from now, they have something that's accessible to the everyday person, right? That can just put on whatever pair of legs you want. You want to run fast? You put these legs on. You want to lift heavy things? You put these legs on. You want to walk through walls? You want to freaking swim? You want to stay on top of the water? You put on these legs. So basically, things that add value to what's already there. And as you see, People that don't even have anything wrong with their natural limbs, natural appendages, are already modifying it. This whole body modification. You've got people putting metal through their ears, through their nose, through the side of their face. You have people implanting metal objects under their skin. Why? What's, what's the purpose of having a freaking horseshoe on the side of your arm? Don't know, but that's what they do. And at the same time, that advances science to see what kind of things are possible. So if you could put a freaking horseshoe under somebody's arm, I guess you could put a horseshoe on top of their arm. I guess you could magnetize their arm to where they could have magnetic clothing that just sticks to them, right? If you had magnets all over your body, <laughs> your freaking clothes are magnets. You don't even have any zippers. You just snap, 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 right? Pros and cons of that? Yeah, you can get in and out of your magnetic clothes quickly, but... For the most part, putting on regular clothes might be a challenge, or walking past a metal detector might be a challenge, or maybe something with this, these, these magnets might mess with your, your heart rhythm, right? 
Because, you know, with all these electrolytes and things that are just floating through our body, you know, we're charged. We're charged to be on the planet, right? So we're, we're affected by the sun, the gravitational pull, um, the foods we eat, all these things, minerals, vitamins. So we're basically elements, you know, because if they're like, oh, well, the DNA. You look at a person's DNA, right? It's a freaking molecule, right? It's a little freaking drop. They're looking at the DNA. And that's you. That's your DNA. That's your unique DNA. So you formed from that. Grew and grew and grew and grew and grew and grew from DNA, right? So we already know with the clones and things like that where that's going, right? They're already cloning chickens, cloning animals. I'm sure they've already cloned people. I mean, when you can grow animals outside of the womb, right? You're going to take a cow, right? You're going to fertilize the embryo, and you're going to grow it in a freaking box, right? Not even inside the cow, like where it's naturally, it's not even in its mom anymore. You're growing it in a freaking test tube, like a test tube baby, right? And and then you 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 raise it, right? Like, you could do the same with people. I'm sure they're doing it, but, you know, they're not going to sit there and broadcast that. But, I mean, it wouldn't be nothing for some woman to get paid $25,000, somebody to go in there, get a few, you know, eggs, get some guy to do whatever, to get sperm, put them together in a lab and see what happens and see what they can cook up. Maybe while they're at it, they'll throw in some dog hair and a freaking fish head and come up with their own island of Dr. Moreau, you know, their own concoction. You know, like I said, when you look at evolution and where it's going, it could go anywhere. Um, But I could see where we would start to live more with technology, more closely. Look at how you're glued to your phone. Look at how you're glued to the Internet. Most people wouldn't even know what to do without the Internet. The kids that have grown up now, they grew up with the Internet. It's all they know. You want to watch TV? Nobody's buying cable. Nobody's watching cable that I know. Right. And that's even in my generation. So the younger people are probably like, we'll just go on YouTube and watch it. We'll just go on Vimo and watch it. Right. We'll just go on Facebook and watch it. You know, they're not even sitting there watching all these cable channels. So I could see cable TV just going away because it's, it's a waste of time. Remember when Internet started out? We had the Ethernet, right? We had the Ethernet cable and the dial-up and all these different things. Look at where we're at now, wireless. I'm sitting here in the park, have my phone. I got freaking signals getting beamed down to my phone. It's not even connected to anything. It's getting beamed down. But so, so long ago, not so long ago, we didn't have these. You had to be wired in. You had the cord, the long kitchen cord from the phone. You're talking to somebody. You go to your room with the phone and the long cord stretch and you're trying to drag and wrap it around the door and over the table and over people's heads and things like that so nobody trips over the cord. Now, in your pocket, in your pocket, as you walk, right, you have your phone in your pocket. Somebody from freaking China, right, you're in in, in freaking, uh, let's see, let's put you in uh, Canada. You're in Canada. Somebody in China wants to send you a message. From their phone, in their pocket, they could pull it out at the restaurant, chilling, say, hey, what's going on, man? Hit send. No cords now. No cords anywhere in sight. Hit send from China. And the freaking thing beams, beams all the way to Canada, to your pocket. And boop, now, 
Does it take hours for the message to get there? No, you're talking seconds, milliseconds, freaking milliseconds. Crazy, crazy. So that's the technology. And as we move forward with that, right, as we move forward with that and start to incorporate that more into what we do, right, you can just see. So we have a lot of potential. We have a lot of potential for greatness. But at the same time, we don't know the long-term negative impact that this infusion with technology can have on the everyday man. Physical body, kind of brain cancer, brain tumors, just from using this technology. You can't avoid it. You can choose not to use the technology, but it's everywhere around you. Look at this freaking Tesla, the auto navigation, right? A freaking car. Autopilot. You already see the bumps, the bumps in the road with the accidents and stuff that have been reported, but but just still, even the concept, it's already happening, right? And then you have devices that work, autopilot. You know, one of the craziest things or most interesting things is, you know, I, I knew a guy, he had a, um, what do you call it, a pacemaker, a freaking pacemaker inside of his chest, right? They put it in there, connected to his heart, whatever. It's, it's, it's a tiny little thing. It's not the old school looking like uh, some kind of motor. It's, it's, it's a new pacemaker, right? He's got a pacemaker inside of his chest. So that means they opened up his body, stuck this little device in there, right? Closed him back up, let him heal up so you don't even see it, right? But you can hear it. I heard it, right? Now, here's the thing. For them to, because they have to check it. They put this machine in your body. They're going to have to check it. They're going to have to update it. If it malfunctions, they got to go work on it. But here's the thing. How do they check it? Do they open him up, cut him open, and slice him every time they want to look and see what it does? No. They have a freaking remote control, right? A device where they can log in, like Bluetooth his freaking pacemaker, and see how it's been operating. See where it's malfunctioned. Through his freaking skin, through Bluetooth technology, wireless technology, Bluetooth technology, they are analyzing his heart. They can restart the rhythm. They can stop his heart with the push of a button. You understand that? Stop his heart with the push of a button. That's crazy. That's a lot of power, right? It's a lot of power. So, with this new technology, there is room for corruption, right? There's just huge, massive ceiling for corruption. But the application, the idea, if it's used properly, I mean, it could just put us on the next level. Cyborgs. Walking around. Babies. Right? People living well beyond 100 years. You know, another thing I saw on um, the internet was the, the effect that space travel has on astronauts. Somebody goes up there. They're up there a year right? Everything, there's no gravity, right? So everything's up. Everything's, there's, there's no weight. When they come back to earth, they have to assimilate. They have to get used to being on earth. You have to get used to the gravitational pull and the forces and everything working on you. So they haven't been using their legs for a year, right? Because you're just floating. There's no weight, no pressure on your body. Their heart becomes smaller. There's no wrinkles, right? Because you're just there's nothing pulling on your skin. So that means the wrinkles that you have on your body, a lot of them are from gravity. I mean, I know the elasticity and stuff, you know, in your skin, but 
gravity is pulling on you, like just pulling on you. It's pulling your skin down. That's why your eyes, your freaking cheeks, you get the little jowls. Your freaking fat from your stomach is going, it's not going up. It's going down, right? Stuff starts to sag. Ladies, you know, the chest, guys, you know, the, the jewels, they, you know, do what they do. But stuff starts to hang. It doesn't go up. It hangs, right? Gravity. Gravity. We're being in, in, affected by all these things every day, every second, every minute, right? It's crazy. Like I said, this one's a little out there, but where is man going? Where is man going? I would say man is going to evolve to integrate with technology to a point to where a cyborg is going to be the norm. You know, you've already seen the androids, you know, up there talking, you know, with the, the virtual, with the AI, the artificial intelligence. You've already seen that, right? They're going to be in people's homes doing what they do, you know, with the technology that's been programmed. And then they have the opportunity to learn. They can teach themselves. You've got something that's teaching itself. Okay, you created it and it's learning, it's growing. We've all seen the horror stories. We've all watched the movies, Terminator, uh, Legend. You know, when things realize, you know, it's simulation, all that. It's, it's, it's almost one of the moments where unfathomable, right? Just to what extent, to what level we'll reach. You know, what we're dealing with now, this is probably what we will see in our lifetime. But, you know, if we get the opportunity to look back, you know, from the future, look back and say, hmm, interesting where things have come. You know, but to really get that microscopic look, we would have to get far enough away from where we're at now to see what we were doing. You know, we'd have to be able to look at the world from the point of, okay, I'm in a freaking Tesla and this guy over here was barefoot. You know, there were no horses. He was barefoot. His feet were thicker three inches of foot fat to protect his feet. His nostrils were bigger to breathe more air. His hands, his grip, you know, he had the same grip as a bear. Today's bear. But the bears then probably had the grip of a, a T-Rex, right? But we weren't around to see all that. But I mean, you'd have to be able to take that huge, huge step back and look at the world and look at how things changed, how things have changed. It's crazy. But where do you think man is going? That's the question for you. Where do you think man is going? If you, if you feel you've got the English skills to respond, I'd love to hear it. Write to me. You know, go to the site, write me a message, or record record a message, send it my way. Just let me know what you're thinking because this, this is a good conversation. I've definitely enjoyed it. I hope you have. Let's take another sip. And I will see you in the next one.